We are four ordinary Americans who happen to be atheists, talking about current topics and religious nonsense. Welcome to the Profane Argument. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the 26th episode of the Profane Argument Podcast. My name is Ray, and along with me are... Hi, I'm Karen. I'm Jared. This is Ian. And this week, we were going to talk about the Amish, but we're going to postpone that and talk about that maybe next week. Uh, depending we're having on our own rumspringer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're really going to focus on the, the VP debate because it's going on right now while we're recording. And as we go, we're going to somebody tweet something... We're just we're going to interrupt and share because it just looks ridiculous. But first, there was a question posted on the website, on the ProfaneArgument.com website, that asked us why we're... And I'm not really sure what they're getting at, but the question was, why are we doing this podcast? Why are we talking politics on an atheist podcast? And well, that was actually brought up after we talked about it earlier tonight? Mm -hmm. Yes. Oh, so I did not know that. That's not why I brought that up. That's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> so here's the reason why. Basically, I wanted to start this because there's there's way too much religion in the country and, and in the world in general. And I think that non the non-religious people need more voices. I think we need to speak out more. And along with that, I think when we speak out, it shows other people that it's okay to not have a belief in a deity. That it's okay to live your life as a good person without having the morals from, you know, an Iron Age illiterate peasant forced upon you and you know it's just to let people know that we're just ordinary americans without religion and you can be too it's okay <laughs> uh and why we talk about politics so we're going to get into this a lot more when we talk about uh pence but i really want to give people an idea of what uh non-religious people face when dealing with politicians who are so religious that it causes them to put laws in place that mm. affect the non-religious or more importantly put christians on a pedestal <laughs> mm. and allow them to get away with things that someone who's not christian would never be able to so just to give a irreligious perspective on on things that are going on do you guys want to add anything to that i think that sums it up pretty nicely i i believe yeah you summed it up pretty well mm. i mean listen if religion wasn't involved in politics, I wouldn't be as irate about it as I am. Mm. Because when they try to change my life based on their beliefs through my government, that's what that's why I end up getting the two intertwined so much. Right. If they just sat there and didn't do that, I'd just be like, oh look at those crazy people. <laughs> <laughs> look at those nice, funny, crazy people. <laughs> So this week, during this week, I found out something that I wanted to bring up here. Uh, it's not political related, but it is related to a previous podcast. Uh, we talked about Scientology. One thing we didn't bring up, I had no idea about, is the Fort Harrison Hotel, which is apparently, well, it's, head, it's in uh, Clearwater, Florida. It's apparently the Church of Scientology's spiritual headquarters in Clearwater, Florida. And <laughs> it is used by the Church of Scientology to feed, train, and house visiting practitioners. And it has accommodations for course and auditing rooms. And it's, it's basically a hotel dedicated to I don't know if it's dedicated, but it, it, it really overwhelmed by uh, the use of the Scientologists. 
I don't, I don't, I didn't recognize the name of it, but this is the place that people had been basically imprisoned. Correct. Okay. So we did talk about that, didn't we? Well, we didn't mention the hotel specifically, but I think we mentioned some of the incidents. Okay. Oh, okay. Apparently, in the late 90s, there were over 160 emergency 911 calls from the Fort Harrison Hotel. But when police arrived, they were denied entry, and Scientology security told them that they had it under control. Can they do that? Why can they do that? They can. (laughs) But why can they do that? Why can they deny police entry on a 911 call? That's crazy. Yes. Yes, it should yep. be. <laughs> right. That's a good question. I would like to know more. Yeah. Uh, and why would the police even follow that rule? I mean, right. is there something about the sanctity of a, quote, church, unquote? You can't just go in? I don't know. All these questions and more are still <laughs> – yeah, I don't know. Although I, I heard, though, and I've seen interviews with other Scientologists that said while they were in there living in these deplorable conditions on, like, wet mattresses and uh, Miss Cabbage would play – awful mind games on them, like make them play uh, musical chairs, and then whoever was left last uh, would be kicked out of Scientology and would become a suppressive person. Yeah. <laughs> uh, shit like, they would do shit like that. Wow. They, he said, though, he goes, if anybody came in there and said, listen, I'm here to break you out, he's like, every one of us would have stayed by our own volition. That's how fucking nutty it was. Hmm. Hmm. Mind control is a thing. That's what, yeah. it's one of the oh, cornerstones yeah. of most religions. So. so there were three incidents at this hotel Three suspicious deaths. So way back 1995, Lisa McPherson was there for 17 days. The official reported cause of death for her was a blood clot caused by dehydration and bed rest, which that doesn't, that seems strange. Uh, but it was later challenged in the court in 97. A church spokesman acknowledged that McPherson died at the hotel rather than on the way to the hospital, which was their original story. Mm-hmm. But then later the church retracted that spokesperson statement. In 1980, a Scientologist named Joseph Havineth, Havineth, uh, he was found dead at the Harrison Hotel. Uh, he was discovered in a bathtub filled with hot water, hot enough to have burned his skin off. Oh. The, oh. the official report cause of death was drowning, although the coroner noted that when he was found, his head was not submerged. <laughs> and in 1988, Herbert Pfaff, again, I may mm. be butchering these names, Died of a seizure at the hotel. He had recently stopped taking seizure medication in favor of vitamin program. So that's and, more of a faith healing kind of death. Yeah. And how are none of these things were investigated? Or were they investigated and proven? Or they just couldn't get anywhere. Couldn't get any evidence. Couldn't get anybody. No, no witnesses. According to according to what I see, the first two they were ruled as accidental deaths, and the so thir- a guy accidentally burned himself in a <laughs> bathtub is what they're saying. Yeah, a grown man. <laughs> <laughs> well, he was ruled as uh, died drowning. He mm-hmm. drowned in the bathtub <laughs> without getting his head wet. Yeah. Okay. And the water burning his skin off. That's not what killed him. Yeah. It was the drowning. So, in any case, this I I found this amongst some. Uh, some things on Reddit, and I just, I thought I'd bring it up because, holy crap. I mean, I still don't understand how the police don't just force their way in. Well, I mean, it's not a hotel anymore, so it's a private residence. You can't just go into somebody's private residence if you don't have a, uh, a search warrant. Well, what so I why can't in- they get a search warrant? I know if I had three deaths on my property, the police might start getting a little <laughs> curious about what's going on here. Agreed. But yeah, maybe. Three they- accidentals. <laughs> 
kind of hard to tell. You'd have to talk to the uh, police department in Clearwater, Florida, I suppose. And I thought that well, when somebody called 911, the police were required to investigate. Right. Yeah, that story sounds so odd to me that that their own security could just turn police. I can't even believe a cop would even listen to that. Yeah. Be well, like, oh, well, the Scientology security told us to leave, so we left. That's true. <laughs> I mean, I, I, a friend of mine had their uh, two-year-old called 911. They had one of those phones that had an emergency button, and the kid called 911 accidentally, and the police showed up and when and they said oh no it was just the baby that no 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 we need to come in and verify that it was the baby we're going to look around your house and they went oh, okay <laughs> so perhaps that w- they just bullied their way in and they didn't actually have cause but that would seem more logical hmm. if it- i don't know something something tells me money's involved here that mm. when you have that much money and and influence it's just be like okay fine we're leaving <laughs> Right. Fuck human life. Yeah. Fuck innocent people. <laughs> you people are just too much trouble. We're just going to walk away now. <laughs> I learned anything from watching Luke Cage. <laughs> <laughs> I've only seen two episodes. <laughs> <laughs> so the second story that I have, I don't have hardly anything on this. Karen, I think you posted it. Yep, I did. So in the World Chess Championship, I believe it is. Yes. This 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 year is being held in... It's actually the U.S. Women's Chess Champion. Sorry, it's the World Chess Championship, and the U.S. Women's Chess Champion has said she's not going to compete this year because the championship is being held in Iran, and the Iranians have said that women cannot play unless they wear the hijab. Yeah, that's and, uh, impressive. Yes, bullshit. Good yeah. for her. <laughs> yeah. But don't come and, over here, honey, and kneel during the national anthem. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So in, in, in an interview, the chess champion says, I will not wear a hijab and support women's oppression, even if it means missing one of the most important competitions of my career. Good for her. Yeah, that's I just sad. Yeah. yeah. How could they do that? It's their country. Yeah, I know. But I mean, you're inviting people from not your country. It's not, like I always thought this was kind of odd that like and this is not you, you might be able to take this the wrong way. But mm. like it seems like as Americans, we always have to adjust our culture when we have visiting people you know it's like oh we have japanese people coming over quick take off your shoes you know Mm. or it's never the other way around like japanese people are like oh fucking americans are coming over we can wear our shoes (laughs) (laughs) you know know what i'm saying like and i'm not saying it's like a bad thing but it just seems like we have no strict cultural things like that we have no strict cultural things yeah, You're right. I think that's it's what it comes down to is we don't force anybody to do anything because we don't force anybody to do anything. Right. right. Cowboy hats. That's what we got. <laughs> <laughs> you must wear All right, a cowboy you Japanese hat dignitaries. <laughs> Put your hats on. <laughs> You're in America now. That would be awesome. We should totally do that. <laughs> but you're right. We don't. No. I think we – do we not allow people to do things while they're here? Not allow people to do things? I don't think so. I can't think of anything. No, not that I'm aware of. The only thing that comes to mind, though, is the only times I've ever traveled internationally, whenever I run into Americans abroad, God damn it, they're always Texans and they're loud and they're obnoxious and I want to pretend <laughs> I'm Canadian. <laughs> True story. <laughs> so we got that going for us. <laughs> yeah, that that actually happened to me. I was on a tour bus in the middle of London and everybody was saying, well, the, the tour director said, Wherever, where's everybody from? And the loudest, obnoxious people scream out <laughs> Texas. And then when they got to us and, and asked where we were from, I'm Canada. You're not going to check my passport. I'm from Canada. <laughs> That's funny because when I went to London, I almost got thrown in jail. Huh? Okay. <laughs> what did you do or not do? Did you say you were Texan? I, <laughs> nope. But it, I certainly had something to do with the fact that I was American. Uh, so me and a bunch of guys got on the train and we went to uh, 
is it Kew Gardens? Do they have Kew yes. Gardens there? Is yes, that, it's, that's I, London. Yes. We went there to visit that, and we had our little tube passes that you use. Mm-hmm. You know, you'd slip it in the machine and get it out the other side. And we went to the gardens, and then when we came back out to get back on the train, they didn't have the machine anymore. Hmm. It, you just The train just pulled up, so we didn't know what to fucking do, so we just got on the train. And we're sitting there, and uh, this very stodgy, old, stereotypical British man <laughs> <laughs> who had, like, an umbrella – and he might as well have been wearing a fucking top hat and a fucking monocle, as far as I can remember. <laughs> <laughs> Called over one of the train operators, and he's like, excuse me. I'm not even going to attempt a British accent, by the way. <laughs> he's like, excuse me. And he pointed over at the three of us. He goes, those three people did not pay money to get on the tube, right? And mm-hmm. she walked over, and I, all I kept thinking was, I remember when I got there, that people saying to me, hey, while you're here, try not to get arrested. <laughs> it's going to be really hard to get you out. Um, so she starts throwing a fit and she's like, you didn't pay. Where's your, st-? I'm like, and I'm trying to explain to her. I'm like, listen, we didn't know we, there was no machine for our passes. We're showing her our passes and stuff like that. And all of a sudden this young punkish stereotypical British guy comes walking in and starts yelling at the old one. And he's like, why would you fucking do that? He's like, clearly they're not from this country and they don't know what they did. And he's like, I will not have them defraud the rail or fraud. You know? <laughs> And all this stuff like that. He's like going on and on and on. And she's like, I'm going to have you arrested. And I'm like, listen, how much money is it? Because we'll pay it right now. (laughs) It was like a dollar fifty in American money. And uh, it was just an an – it was such a weird scene. Uh, First of all, the two of them (laughs) fighting with each other over what we were doing and the fact that we were all like, oh, my God, we're going to jail. But it was really weird. (laughs) Things are not posted nearly as much. You're, you're meant to take care of yourself much more than you are in America. Americans are coddled by signs. Well, listen, I mean, <laughs> not, say not, what not you will about coddled, yeah. But <laughs> if you're used to, you know, the, everything being clearly posted and all of a sudden you have to look for a, a little tiny six-inch square sign that it tells you what you need to do, you just never yeah. see it. I don't know what kind of language they speak over there, but if it was a sign, I couldn't read it in their language. <laughs> That's also possible. <laughs> Thanks. But all you know, also while I was there, like th- I had a guy take the back of his umbrella and shove it down the back of my shoe because I was walking too slow. <laughs> wow! <laughs> yeah, Speed like I, I, I really learned when I was in England that like English men hate American men, but English women love American men. <laughs> That's why they hate you. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> Solved. What the hell are we talking about? How did we get? I don't know. Uh, customs. Jared went to uh, England. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> right. Cross cultural customs. Uh, the last we we got to get to the uh, there's yeah, yeah, yeah. Twitter stuff is going crazy on the VP debate, but uh, the last thing non debate related was, and I, I don't have the details on this, but the O'Donnell High School in Hawaii. Hawaii. Oh, it's hawaiinews.hawaiinewsnow.com. There you go. Um, so apparently they had painted over, or they have painted over, the Ten Commandments at the high school. Why was it there in the okay. first place? <laughs> so apparently, well, this is according to the superintendent of O'Donnell ISD. He said, after consulting with legal counsel, community members, and students, I've decided as a superintendent that the Ten Commandments mural will no longer be on display uh, as of September 16th, 2016. Although the district students and community members strongly support the preservation of the mural as it is, I've decided to discontinue its display in the commons area as it is not in the district's best legal interest. 
I, uh, I would like to correct one thing that I said earlier. It was reported on Hawaii Daily News or Hawaii News Now, but it's actually in Texas. Lubbock, Texas. Lubbock, Texas. <laughs> I just saw that. Yeah. That makes oh. way more sense now. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I'm, I'm way dialed in now. <laughs> well, it, it, it actually makes less sense that they painted over it, but right, that's okay. But I think yeah. it's I think it's simply because the Freedom from Religion Foundation was going to sue them. So in any case, I think the school made the right decision, but I think they made it because of monetary issue, not because – well, I think they knew they were going to lose, though. Right. They, well, the only reason they did it is because they got caught. So I'm kind of curious if it was like one student that went uh, and online and started it all or what the uh, what the instigation was. But mm. they, yeah, they don't they get do much it. information on how it, how it all started rolling. But they do have a picture of a uh, girl standing next to the Ten Commandments. Man, I would – this would have made me so uncomfortable if it were in my school. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fucked up. I wonder how long it was there for. I do not know. But that is the important thing. Of, that's why we do this podcast, because uh, people that see things like that and don't say anything, we are the people that say something. And we need to tell other people that it's okay to say something. Bring it up. Talk about it. Ask. Call the, call the Freedom From Religion Foundation and get them to sue their asses. That's why we have this podcast. Yeah, for fuck's sake. Not yeah. everybody is your religion. Yeah, Exactly. I was going to say, whether or not it's your religion, even more importantly, <laughs> just because it's your religion doesn't make it true. Right. I'm glad that you believe it. I'm glad it fills you up inside. I'm glad it motivates you to do positive things, theoretically. But it's just something you believe in. It is not actually facts. Mm. Please do not force it on the rest of us. But are they under the impression, like this, is, I always get this feeling that Christians just believe that all Americans are Christian, and some of them are following the religion, and some of them aren't. I've heard this. Yes, they're they're basically just waiting until we come to our senses and think like they think. Well, obviously, we're not following Christianity just because we haven't heard yet. No, but I'm just like <laughs> like for instance, like to just assume that you could just do that is to assume that like well, not everybody's going to agree with this, but we're all Christians, right? Yeah. Just some of us just aren't you know following the religion. You know, they're not doing their part. They're not going to church. But they were raised that way, right? <laughs> At least There's all- no such thing as a Jew, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not in this country. The white ones and the black ones. The brown ones they're not so sure about. Those ones mm. you have to think about. You know, they, they might be following that other religion with a different god. But yes. Right. And that's why we're trying to kick them out. Exactly. Because this is a <laughs> Christian nation. Yeah. Despite the fact that it's the same god. Half of them don't know this. Muslims and Christians follow actually Yahweh, same guy. Yeah, I know. Well, isn't and I again, you guys are much smarter than me, but isn't the difference between Muslim and Judaism like the difference between there's like two brothers and one of them follows one brother and the other one follows the other brother? <laughs> like it literally comes down to that. Yeah, basically the uh, Isaac Ishmael's story. Isaac went off and formed uh, country of Israel, and Ishmael went off was cast into the desert because what was it? It was um, I can't remember the names. Abraham and Sarah. Sarah couldn't have a kid. So Sarah said, have a kid with my servant. And so Abraham had a kid with the servant, and that was Ishmael. But then later on, when she was like 120, she had a son. So then she was like, you don't need to have this other son because I gave you a son now. So she forced Abraham to kick uh, Ishmael out of the house and into the desert. And Ishmael... His followers developed Islam, and Isaac developed Judaism. Wow. So, But up until that point, it's exactly the same. Right. (laughs) Yes. Wow. That's why they're called Abrahamic religions. Mm. They're all based on Abraham's belief before the split. (laughs) 
I did not know that. But again, so then, it's all bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> right. Exactly. You're all split over bullshit. Yeah. And I have all this wasted brain matter being used up by this stupid... <laughs> anyway. Uh, okay. So let's move on to Trump and Clinton and Pence and Kane and see how things are going. So does anybody have anything really interesting so far? Well, I still love this first tweet that I saw. It's like watching an Applebee's manager square off against a TGI Friday's manager for an associate manager's position at Chili's. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. There's, there's, wow. There's 498 new tweets now in the V. I am following the VP hashtag VP debate. That's what I'm following. That's, that's crazy. That's way too many to go through. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah I'm not going yeah. through all of them. I'm just going to hit the highlights. So Donald Trump retweeted a uh, Laney, I don't even know, Laney 34210 saying, great opening, Pence, and it has hearts after it. <laughs> like, <laughs> but the fact the fact that Donald retweeted it, it, it seems like he's like writing a Valentine for his vice president. <laughs> Mike Pence, you're the worst. Uh, let's talk about yeah, Mike Pence. Not, I was going to say, that's not true. You're the second worst. Donald Trump is definitely the worst, uh, but you guys were made for each other. I don't know. They're they're really neck and neck. Different kinds of the worst? Yes. <laughs> Different kinds of the worst, okay. but yeah, Mike Pence, oh, he, he, is, he is the thing that w we fight against as atheists. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a true story. I mean... Yeah, so let's get into some of the stuff that he has done slash said. Okay. You have a uh, something that I'll put up here, some outrageous and an unacceptable record yeah. of Mike Pence. Yeah, he he. Uh, where do you start? All right, so he, um, in the state of where is he, Indiana, Illinois, one of those I states. I don't remember. Where. He was Indiana. Indiana. Yes. He yes. He was in Indiana. Yes. Slashing taxes for the extremely wealthy, battling a minimum wage increase, preventing local governments from implementing paid sick or family leave. He in when he was in Congress, he fought bills designed to protect endangered species, clean air, safe drinking water. <laughs> he denies the existence of climate change. He rejects evolution. He supports the teaching of creationism in public schools. I mean, name it. If you disagree with it, he agrees with it. <laughs> He's the devil. <laughs> it's the devil. Oh my god! Like, then there, first of all, the list was stunningly yeah. long. <laughs> I mean, although he's been on my my enemy radar for a long time, so I wasn't terribly stunned. But I was just the fact that it makes me wonder then about Indiana, because Indiana's really it. See, I thought it was I was neutral towards that state. Yeah. Like, what are you going to do, Indiana? Who cares? <laughs> well, they. They have uh, Indianapolis 500 and at the end. <laughs> well, there is a video of him going out to throw the first pitch at a baseball game in Indiana and getting booed by the whole stadium. Yeah. They don't like yeah. him. He was not going to win. And yet he did. <laughs> oh, he was not going to win again. Oh, okay. Um, I don't remember when it was. Maybe a year ago. He pushed the anti-LGBTQ legislation. Yeah, he did. And the whole state. Everybody started. He was the first state to get boycotted, basically. And he backed down, partially at least. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but yeah, he's he's big giant turd. <laughs> oh yeah, turd. I, I mean, I made up my mind before I knew anything about him. But when I saw him signing that anti-LGBT thing with all the nuns and priests mm -hmm. standing behind him on the stage, I was like, oh, that's all I need to know. Yeah. I'm done. Because <laughs> anything you else you tell me cannot beat this. Yeah, there's nothing that's going to win out over this. So co conversion therapy attacking oh, women. Really? Is that still a thing? Yeah, yeah. And um, he's like publicly talked about that saying he yeah. supported it yep 
attacking women's How the rights. Fuck? God damn it, this country. <laughs> yeah, see, I feel like he uh, put himself, uh, again, this, this kind of seems like who he is, so I know he didn't change himself for the election, but I feel like he would have been the ideal candidate whether it had been Trump or Cruz. Like, either one of them would have been like, you're my brother. Yeah. Come join me. Yeah. Well, I I guess I, I can't argue that, but at the same time, I don't understand because I mean, what was Trump thinking? He was he he wasn't getting those anti LGBT people. <laughs> like he wasn't. I, yeah, that's quite, the thing I don't understand. Quite about supremacist the- enough. <laughs> well, it's it's a continuation of a theme. He it's why he didn't think. It's why he complains about the microphone in the in the first debate. He didn't get that visceral, immediate feedback. It, he only cares about people that agree with him wholeheartedly. So Pence is perfect because he pay he you know he panders to his base, and his base are the people that make him you know give him a little thrill at night. That's all. Yeah, it's but he about. had already locked up that nomination though when he announced right. Pence. It's the same thing, like with. I mean, they consistently are probably telling him, "Listen, you can't win this without black people and Latinos." Doesn't care. It's he, it's proven that you cannot do this. Yep. Doesn't. And care. he's like, "Okay, let me talk about the wall more." Mm. And let when I when asked <laughs> what I should say to black people about racism in this country, I got nothing to say to them. Oh, ex- except <laughs> yeah. that their lives are hell. That's well, right. yes, they, all of them. They all live together in the same apartment <laughs> yeah. with all the Latinos. <laughs> and any problem you have is Hillary Clinton's uh, problem. Right. She created that problem yeah. for you. It's all about the immediate feedback. It's all about the cheering crowd for him. That's it. That's all that matters to him. That's true. He's he's a uh, you know he's a reality TV host. Yeah. He's not a viable presidential candidate, and yet here he is. Yeah. <laughs> So you mentioned the idea that uh, they're going to blame Clinton and Obama for everything. Uh, this came up during the, the debate tweeting. Uh, Josh Rogan tweeted that Pence is right. And I don't, I obviously I didn't hear the original statement, but he says Pence is right. Clinton and Obama tried to negotiate an Iraq troop extension, but failed. Bush administration always anticipated such an extension. So there, he's actually there. They're trying to say that, yeah, Bush did negotiate when we would pull out, but his his idea was that there would be an extension, and because there was an extension, it's Clinton and Obama's fault for ISIS and for every all the problems in Iraq since. Because the Iraqis would not agree to an extension that Bush anticipated they wouldn't give. But that was a failure on Clinton's part to negotiate that extension. Got it. Wow. Yes. <laughs> would she have even – was that her job? Probably well, not. I, don't, I guess I guess she was Secretary of State when that when that happened. Mm. Oh, okay. So I suppose I suppose you could say yes, but at the same time, that wasn't their goal. Their goal was not to negotiate a, a way of Staying. keeping our troops in in Iraq. That was not. I don't think that at any point was that a stated goal of the administration. No, I correct. I agree, and it, I mean that. I think that's. You know, light compared to what I have seen so many ads on my computer for whatever reason. And then, you know, even in the last debate, when you're using just uh, Clinton's last name to accuse her of things that happened during <laughs> Bill Clinton's administration. Uh, right. Yeah, like she she's get- somehow responsible for NAFTA. Yeah, yeah she gets blamed that blows for me everything up. Bill did. <laughs> yeah. NAFTA. <laughs> Come on. What what influence could she have had on NAFTA? That's the thing is like he'll always say like your husband did this, your husband created that, and she and like her response would be like, well, should I have divorced him over that or like what, what is it you think I should have done? Yeah, yeah. What can she do, and why is she getting blamed for it? Right. Should I then hold you accountable for everything Marla Maples has done in the last ten yeah. years? 
or while you were married achieved anything yeah i mean we know they're ashamed of tiffany but i mean besides (laughs) that (laughs) what about melania i mean she posed posed naked with uh i don't know some photo shoot yeah some other model female model whores (gasps) whores Yeah, do you really think Whores he's going to be? Lesbians. Do you think Trump is going to be stepping into a trap with this? Because we know in the next debate he's going to rail on Bill and his infidelities. It's it, I think that's pretty much a given. It, it was really clear that he barely kept it contained. contained this last right. one, yeah, he wanted to do it, and yep. this time he's going to do it. Mm-hmm. But this and is how is it relevant? It's not relevant at all. But the fact that she's still with him, I guess, is relevant. That's what he's going to try to say. You're you're married to a philanderer, I guess. But is he going to be stepping into a trap with this? Because can she just turn around and be like, you have five children from three different wives? Right. Yeah. I don't understand. And it's documented that he had an affair. Yeah. He took yeah. the fifth like 187 times in his div- in his divorce proceedings. Wow. I didn't know that. Yeah. Holy shit. It was a ridiculous number so, of times. So, I, so I'm pretty sure Hillary is all prepared for this line of yeah. questioning. Yeah. I don't understand how this is going to – how he thinks it's going to be beneficial for him. Well – First of all, we've, we learn, if there's anything we learned from Trump, that preparing for a debate, a presidential <laughs> debate, that's a bad thing. Yeah. <laughs> all right. You don't do that. If you're doing that, you're not on the road. You're wasting time. She had to prepare. Right. And yeah. he didn't. And, then and yet again, <laughs> he's, he's confused. He's like, well, this is reality TV, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm a reality TV host. I should, I've got all the advantages. Yeah. And yet he didn't prepare, but Pence prepared like nobody's business. And did you hear? I just heard this before we came back here. So did you hear who his – they had a fake Tim Kaine sitting in that he would debate against <laughs> at the table, yeah. right? Just like just like they're doing right now on TV. They had – take a guess. Who sat in Tim Kaine's place and pretended to be Tim Kaine debating Pence? Well, Newt Gingrich. Well, you're, you're, that's pretty good. Yeah. But no. Newt, yeah, I'll wait. He <laughs> <laughs> just said that. Christy. Nope. Oh. It was Scott Walker. Wow. Oh, my God. I hate that guy even more. <laughs> that's Scott Walker is a true scumbag. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I, I think I hate him equivalently to the, to the Donald Trump Pence, but, like, yeah. uh, Pence clearly – just, you know, religion has driven him to be just a hateful, confused person. And Donald Trump, see, yes, Walker's more like Trump. Walker's a straight up villain. Mm. <laughs> like, you might not, he, yeah, you don't honestly believe that he believes what he's saying. He's just, oh, I don't know what he believes he believes, but he, he is fueled by human misery <laughs> and will just trample anybody for his own gain. Yeah. Like, he is a monster. I would agree with that assessment, yeah. <laughs> you know what I find funny about this, too? You're telling me that Pence was preparing for the debate, yet all week, all I kept hearing from the pundits on Trump's side was, can you believe that Tim Kaine is, like, not on the road right now and preparing for this debate? <laughs> and they're like, and a lot of people were like, you're really going to knock the guy for preparing? Preparing. Yeah, that's Come what on. Pence was doing. Yeah. The same thing. So, Unbelievable. Shout out God, to, to shout out to Maureen Johnson who just tweeted, Stop gaslighting us, you sack of shit, Pence. We have the ability to record <laughs> words now. That <laughs> 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 yeah, is pretty fantastic. That should be written yeah. on the wall of their campaign headquarters. <laughs> what amazes me though is that even though we have the ability to record words, they pretend that we don't. Right. They say, oh, I didn't well say that's that. the thing, it's because like, hey, when let me they play say it for you. But when they – that's the thing is when they say I didn't say that, then nobody calls them on it. Yeah. I mean that asshole right after the debate, Trump 
they asked him, they said, uh, do you really think that it's a good idea that you didn't pay any federal income tax for 20 years or whatever? You said that it was makes you smart. And he goes, I didn't say that. It was literally 30 <laughs> minutes after he had said it. And then nobody was like, no, dude, you just said it. We have it right yeah, here. They just, just let it go. They do. And these things need to have like the big, uh, you like a big screen behind them. And when something like that happens, the moderator will be like, all right, excuse me, candidates, we're going to go to the clip. <laughs> yeah, we'll be right back. Right. Yeah. They just- did that for one Fox debate when they when they hadn't gotten on board with Trump yet and they were trying to get him out. They had every stat, statistic, and video out there to blow him out of the water. And it still didn't work. <laughs> I know! Damn him! <laughs> damn him. No, damn the people who fucking voted for him. Yeah. Damn them especially. But from the other side, we have at Big Dog Joey saying, Tim Kaine is so angry. Our Mike Pence looks great. Kane can't defend all those lies. Hashtag mach e Oh, make America great again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Donald Trump says he agrees. Kane looks like a fool. Kane looks like an evil crook out of the Batman movies. This, huh? Yeah. Come on. Donald Trump is a proven job creator. <laughs> So, Pence is doing a great job so far. No contest. So he thinks he's a great job creator, but only if you are willing to work for minimum wage and not willing to be seen outside of the back rooms of your hotels. Or you have to be beautiful. Oh, and sometimes you have to be willing not to get paid. Oh, that too. <laughs> <Right>. Yeah. <laughs> He's a he's a creator of non-paying yeah. jobs. What, was, what did he say during the? He mentioned it. I mean, Hillary brought it up during the debate, and he said, "Well, wasn't satisfied with the work or something along those lines." Yeah, he said maybe they didn't do good work. Sure. Yeah. No, what it really is is that he's got lots and lots of high-paid lawyers that are willing to spend the time and money to squish you just to make the point of not paying you. I think it was uh, after the last debate, Betty White. We did uh, <laughs> yes. Betty White tweeted that uh, whenever you travel, make sure you stay at a Trump hotel. And if when they ask you to pay, just say you weren't satisfied with the service. Trump said he's okay with that. (laughs) Yeah, that's good. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Good good, good on her. I can't believe she outlasted all the other golden girls. Outlasted? She's still fucking going strong, no less. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. That. Let's not go that crazy, but she's she seems well, last I saw she stayed, her, listen, which was she's like two tweeting? years ago. I, I remember last year seeing her on every fucking TV show. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, she had a run for a couple of years. Yeah, she did. She did a big resurgence back in like 2014. Yeah. No, I haven't seen her as much, but yeah, good for her. Yeah, well, she's what, like 90? Something like that. I yeah. think she's like 94, yeah. 93. I don't remember oh, well, exactly, uh, but I do remember that she is, and this is literally a fact, she is older than sliced bread. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. That's fantastic. <laughs> uh, she was born in 22. She is currently 94. Wow. And uh, sliced bread was invented in 1928. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. So what else did we have on our... Uh so I don't know if this was during the debate or not, but Planned Parenthood just tweeted that Mike Pence said defunding Planned Parenthood was the, quote, most fiscally responsible, end quote, way to address issues facing the economy. That is ridiculous. I mean, <laughs> and how much does Planned Parenthood get? <laughs> like, what is it? Like, it's less than 1%? Oh, it's a tiny amount. Oh, well, that'll straighten things out. Yeah. Right. 
He also wants to cut and privatize Social Security. All right. For all the people, <sighs> all the people over 65 out there listening to our podcast, he wants to take your money. <laughs> all of it. <laughs> all those years you spent, in, you spent paying in all those dollars yeah. when you were hard at work, and now it's your turn to cash in. Mike Pence says, no, thank you. I'll keep that. Yep. He wants to reduce your benefits and privatize it because that'll work out well. Right. <laughs> oh, that's so scary. It's ugh. the whole idea of privatizing Social Security. It's it's the same thing that happened um, back. I don't know when it was seventies, eighties, something like that. When people went from pension plans to four hundred one ks, a pension plan was solid. It was reliable. It was X amount of dollars you put in, and you got X amount of dollars out. It didn't matter what happened to the stock exchange. None of that made a difference. The 401ks, it's kind of just hanging out there. Yeah. Everybody's vulnerable, really. But it puts a whole bunch of cash in um, Wall Street's hands, and they're real fond of that. <laughs> they certainly are. That's why we got to privatize Social Security. Exactly. It's a, it's a continuation <laughs> of the same theme. Put all the money into right. um, Wall Street's hands, and they will take good care of it for us. Thanks. <laughs> I, I was going to say, I believe it was uh, David Cross who had uh, – yeah, it was kind of a bit, but he you know he had something. He was railing on that. He's like that. That's that's exactly what we need is is to privatize Social Security. Just take the uh, take all the the future ability of all the seniors of our nation's ability to feed and clothe and care for themselves, <laughs> and just just put it on Papa's mustache in the third. <laughs> Let it ride. <laughs> just- because nice. that's that's how reliable the stock market yeah. is, and we know how well privatized prisons work out. So mm. <laughs> <You know. laughs> they make superheroes. Yeah, w- exactly. If I learned anything <laughs> from Luke Cage, <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like the Giving Tree of Netflix series is teaches you everything you need to know about life. <laughs> Ding 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 dings. I met my movement goal today. I'm flailing my arms around wildly. I'm so angry. <laughs> That's awesome. Rage your way to fitness. <laughs> Working on it. <laughs> All right. So the numbers recently, uh, the numbers have been looking a lot better for Hillary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, after the debate, it was looking better. And then what was Was this today? Yesterday? Trump talking to a group of veterans? <sighs> no, it was, uh, it was yesterday or the day before. Yeah. Okay. And made the statement that people coming back from the war... A lot of them have PTSD, some of them don't. And basically he said some people are strong with it and, and some people are not. And the ones who are not have PTSD. That's what he implied. Actually, <laughs> actually what he said, because I watched it a couple times, was he says, you know, you go to war, you see horrible shit, and some people can't handle that. You people can. He was pointing to the people in the audience. He was like, he's like, I know you people can handle it, but other people can't. Mm. And that's what sparked this whole thing. What he doesn't understand is what PTSD is. A lot of the people in his audience have PTSD. They were a bunch of veterans, so a bunch of them we know statistically have it. And he basically told them that you people are, you know, you, you're the strong ones. You don't have it, but they're... Right, the ones that get PTSD, right. that suffer from PTSD, pussies. Right. Now, I- <laughs> intentional or not, he doesn't understand what PTSD is, I think is the point of it. I, oh, I disagree. Sure. I, yeah? I disagree. I'm I'm kind of in Trump's camp on this one. This is such a non-fucking story. It's just something that, that people have glommed onto. He just, like I said before, he just talks without thinking. Like, <laughs> if you really got him to sit down and, and think about what he had just said, he'd been like, oh, fuck. Yeah, I guess I came out wrong. 
Did you just say he deserves a pass because he's ignorant? <laughs> no, he deserve he deserves a pass because there are better things to talk about with him that are much worse. This this is just this is like the uh, there was another thing that he said that I was like, oh come on, this is what we're fucking talking about. Well, like the way he phrased it, he really was being as compassionate as Trump could be when I watched right. it. And like I said, he j- he just was like, you know how he's like, he's like, you're my followers, you're the greatest people in the world, so this wouldn't affect you. He wasn't saying like, like he he just wasn't saying like, hey, some people are fucking pussies and can't handle their shit. <laughs> right. Like that's not what he was saying. Now, does he really understand PTSD? No, he, I'm sure he doesn't. No, but I just don't think that's what he was saying. And I, I just feel like there's so many worse things that he has said. And that this is just a non-starter for me. Like I'm not well, upset I, about this. Right? I was gonna say maybe for you, but I'll, I will take anything that will stick at this point. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> having yeah, you're right. Having said that, I understand how the game is played. And right, if this had come out of Hillary's mouth, oh my god, the shitstorm oh, that yeah. they would have started. So you know what? Right. Have and it. and yet <laughs> it doesn't because she is an educated human being who has learned how to speak and deal with the public mm. and is now running. For office. Right. There are two things that I want to bring up from that. One, you're saying that uh, I'm paraphrasing here that he, he's going, he should get a little bit of a pass because he was just flow, you know, the thoughts were just flowing out of his mouth. And that's the problem. That's part of the problem with Trump is that's how he talks. That's how he says everything. Oh, Can I you agree. imagine him being a diplomat? No. And just saying whatever shit comes to mind. And the other thing that I would mention is that I, I don't understand. How anyone who can be who is a veteran can look at Trump and go, well, yeah, he, you know, he had a medical excuse to get out of the draft, mm. and he had that because his his daddy could pay off a rich doctor to sign any document that he wanted, and you know, some veteran gave him a purple heart, and first off, the fact that he took it yeah. and didn't like decline it, and then stood up in front of a audience and in front of cameras and said, I always wanted one of these. I'll. I'll Fucking give you a purple heart. <laughs> and- See, I don't. I feel that the purple heart thing was way worse than what he had said with this thing. I agree with that statement completely. Yeah. <laughs> um. And yeah. Yes, I am baffled by. I'm baffled by anybody in the military who supports him. And it seems like there's overwhelming numbers. Yeah. Well, there are overwhelming numbers of fierce, loyal Republicans in the military. True. So, and I think that that, that he's just he's their team. So they're going to focus on, and not just military, but people who are diehard Republicans. They, he's their team leader, and they have to root for their team. That is, uh, now, that is just because he had plenty of money and could afford to run on that ticket. He is not a Republican no. or even a competent person. <laughs> no, he, he's now, not me, a competent uh, business person. He's not a competent human being. Well, he's an awful business person. Yeah. I'll give him that. He gets results by not paying people. Yeah. That's great. Right. If I had thought of that shit, I'd be a fucking billionaire, too. <laughs> shit, I could just build shit and not pay for it? Why are we all doing this? Uh, let me ask another quick question, though. He is consistently talking about how many admirals and generals are fucking supporting him. Like 400, I've heard, 300. Is there any truth to what he's saying? Probably not. He's talking, I don't know. Is he talking about like retired or is he talking current? Well, that's the thing. You, you, when you're referring to an admiral or, or a general, they, they never lose their rank. I mean, unless they're 
you know, right. unless they do something horribly wrong, they're never losing their rank. They could be retired. They could be, uh, and I, who knows what rank they are. There are hundreds and thousands of generals and admirals in the military. That doesn't mean that they're, you know, four stars, three stars. There are a lot of brigadier generals. There are a lot of rear admirals. Like, so it, it, I have no idea how accurate it is. And I mean, the fact that he came out and said that ICE endorsed him and they specifically did not mm. really who knows what the truth is when it comes to this i think it's one of these lies that we can't actually you can't really prove. fact check yeah and how even like let's say if it was even remotely true how could they come and support him after he came out and said that he knows more mm. about fighting isis than they do right <laughs> exactly like, man just the Oh, the audacity of that guy. Again, I, I really felt that that one was taken out of, out of context, too. But, again, it's more fuel to the fire, which wait, is fine wait, by me. Wait, how was that one taken because out of context? Because that one, is, he was trying to... <laughs> I'm not arguing with the other ones, but this one I'm car- well, really he, curious. Well, because never, he never came right out and said, I am smarter than the generals and I know how to fight ISIS. But he did say something. It was twisted in a way, again, where he spoke and, and didn't realize the way he was phrasing it. Is uh because they're like, well, what are you gonna do? And he's like, oh, I got plans, I got plans. They did it wrong. Which then they're like, I oh, so the generals fucked it up, and you know what you're doing? And he was kind of so like, he specifically did come out and say, I know more than the generals. Oh, he did. Oh, all right. Then I, I don't. I, I, I guess I believe I'm not so. Sure. I, I'm investigating. Yep. Yeah, searching now. That. <laughs> yeah, that's my understanding. But maybe I have a false understanding. So while while you're looking at that, all right, Matt Lauer. On NBC mm. Commander in Chief forum, he said, "I know more about ISIS than the generals do. Believe me." Okay, I concede. <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't know what the sentence before it was or the sentence after it was, but that sentence, right. in its totality, is pretty clear. <laughs> I guess people are talking again. That's people, how he knew. Yeah, <laughs> people are telling me how to take this. Well, again, but just because they're generals doesn't mean that they have any less loyalty to their tribe than anybody else. I mean, if they're lifelong Republicans. Okay, well, I I wasn't sure if there was like these generals are actually coming out and publicly saying this or is he just running his mouth? Like, I got 400 generals. They're all supporting me. Oh, he's running his mouth. You know, like, you know, you know how like in Kentucky they can make you an actual colonel? It doesn't really mean anything. (laughs) Like, you know, (laughs) I got General Electric. I got General uh, <laughs> Motors. Is that how Colonel Sanders got his rank? Absolutely. It was just given to him by the governor. <laughs> well, we do have, what is it, the the health general? What do they call it? Surgeon general? Sur- Sur- Surgeon general. That's it. Surgeon general. Maybe the, he's behind him. Who knows? General hospital. <laughs> the only thing that I found offhand is that Trump has a letter of endorsement from a group of 88 Retired generals and admirals, and he's he's not known to be you know to exaggerate. Accurate with the numbers, yeah. <laughs> mm. I was just but curious. he was I didn't distinctly know if there was saying like a hundreds retired generals Facebook group where <laughs> that came out. We're like we support Trump. Oh, the Daily Beast has a list of the disgraced and little known generals backing Donald Trump. There's that. <laughs> <laughs> mm. But yes, to 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 the point we were originally making. At this point, I realize some of these are are lesser than others, but anything that, you know, will adhere negatively to Trump's momentum, I will get with. If you guys could leak a story that says Trump has come out in support of Colin Kaepernick, I would appreciate that. That would be awesome. That would would wreck his numbers. That's the kneeling guy, the football player? Yeah. Yes. The guy that would prefer that 
fewer black people be murdered on a weekly basis and expresses it by kneeling politely and quietly. <laughs> Fuck that shit. That, mo- that monster. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, should be fucking run out of the country. Yeah. Yeah, the reaction to it is, is bizarre. I don't understand. Why, not, why don't you just pan the camera away? Well, I think the major problem is you made me think about politics while I was watching my game mm-hmm. combined with see, you're a black person. Again, that is not the response I'm getting from people that it has to oh, do really? with the game. It's the fact that it's the fucking anthem. And apparently the anthem is the most sacred goddamn thing in this country. And the flag. The flag and the anthem. And that is why, the, at least the people I talk to personally who I'm friends with who fucking hate this Colin Kaepernick and want to kill him. Like, literally – Get frothed in the mouth over him, <laughs> over this. And I consistently ask people, I'm like, what does the anthem stand for? What does the flag stand for? Does it represent everybody in the United States? Mm. Or does it just represent military people and cops? Because that's their big argument. He's disgracing the military and the brave men who fought for his right to do what he's fucking doing. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the yeah. Do the black the people who get shot in this country are they represented by that flag in the anthem? I would believe so, but apparently not. I'm wrong. <laughs> well, by the same token, I mean, do do black people benefit from the second amendment? Apparently not. Stop and frisk is uh that needs to that needs to happen and we need to we need to take all the guns away from these uh bad people in the urban areas. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Living in hell. <laughs> Walk outside your um, door and you get shot. <laughs> that's the that's the thing that really kills me that I don't understand is you have all the NRA support for Trump. He is literally the only candidate that's talking about disarming people. Yeah. Yes, he wants to take your guns away. 100%. Well, not your guns. Those people's guns. <laughs> oh, others' are guns. guns. Not according to the he, people he, I talk. It's all Hillary. Yeah. She's the one who's consistently talking about taking your guns away. And then when asked, I say, when did she say that? They say, well, they want to do that no-fly list thing. And I'm like, are you on a no-fly list? (laughs) Are you worried that because you're on a no-fly list, you're going to get your gun taken away? And his response was, no, but you could wind up on a no-fly list if you have a sawed-off shotgun. To which a friend of mine who was from Australia said to the person, why do you need a fucking sawed-off shotgun? (laughs) By the way, sawed-off shotguns are illegal. illegal. I know! (laughs) And that won't get you on a no-fly list. No-fly list is for terrorists, not for idiots. Oh, no. Hillary's going to make sure that if you have the sawed-off, which is illegal already, that you will wind up on the no-fly list. And therefore, you will get your gun taken away. It all makes sense. Can't you guys see the connections here? So how about included in the bill, which says that people on a no-fly list can't license or purchase firearms, we put in a provision that says it's easier to get off of the no-fly list, and here's how you do it. How about if we just do that? So that all those, you know, single digits of people who are on the no-fly list accidentally can get off. What do we do? Why don't we do that? Uh, Hillary killed people. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I encountered that earlier today. Uh, All right. So I I have to ask this. What do you what do you think about Bill Clinton's opinion of the Affordable Care Act? And what I'm referring to is in a speech, he was talking about how small businesses couldn't afford to keep people on medical insurance and there's this weird area where you don't qualify for medicare but your your company can't really afford for the insurance and basically what he was saying in my mind is that the affordable care act didn't cover everything we still have work to do 
he, I think he was insinuating the single payer program might be better, but he didn't say that. What he said was, this is crazy. It's a crazy system that we were using. And people took it to mean he called the Affordable Care Act crazy and like it was a slam against Obama and he's not really supporting Obama. And- no, Ob- Obama agrees with them. This is, this is the compromise that he had to make. Right. He he wanted to get a lot closer to single payer. He wanted to be able to, you know, it's the donut hole of the lower middle class at the moment that can't get affordable health insurance. So, no, he, Obama would agree with him, I think. I think they're spinning it because he didn't complete the thought is the problem. Yeah, they're playing the game that they're playing with Trump with the fucking veterans. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree with you. I think that you can support something and still be critical of it. I think that's what's being lost hmm. here. And it's not the Patient Protection Affordable Care Act is no, is the furthest thing from perfect. I benefit from it, and it drives me crazy. Like, I, I didn't have insurance. Now I do. Uh, it's sort of affordable. <laughs> not really. But it's still better than not having insurance because I'm old and anything could go wrong at any moment. <laughs> and uh, But honest, honestly, since it has started, every four months without fail... We get a notice that said, the plan we had you on no longer exists. Here's your new card. Here's your new plan. We know you didn't pick this plan, but too bad. That has happened mm. in what's it? How long has this been going on? A year now? Yeah. It's almost. That has. Almost two. It's almost two years now because it's happened to us about six times. Wow. Wow. It ha- and I mean. Wow. Six times. It happened to me once. Uh, it's nonstop for us. And it's, it's frustrating because, you know, the new plans that they move me to are nowhere near like the old plan that I showed up. Like, sometimes they're similar in, in what we need to pay, but, my God, the deductibles will range anywhere from, you know, something reasonable to, like, $5,000, and I'm like, what's the point? Yeah. Just, what's the point? Stop. So, wait a minute. Wait, I'm sorry, Ian. Because when when wait. it happened with me, like, they told me, they're like, look, the plan you're on doesn't exist anymore. But they right. gave me the, they're like, you need to go find a new plan. They didn't just force me a plan. Oh, they, we have had both scenarios that have occurred. Oh, really? Yes. Sometimes hmm. they just automatically move us to a new plan. Interesting. With, with yeah. no options. With, correct. Hmm. So it's been, it's been exhausting. You know, fortunately, looks like some, some things are, are happening with my wife's work that hmm. will probably benefit us in that area. So yeah, I don't, I don't know that, you know, I think the Patient Protection and Affordable Care Act was, was well intentioned and it, is manageable, but yeah, there were a lot of compromises made. Yeah. Just, you know, that to, to, so it wasn't a complete bust. I don't think, you know, I, I don't think it goes nearly far enough. I don't think no, there's is, so yeah, many countries perfect, that are so successful and the model could almost certainly be applied to our system. And there's just too many, too many special interests fighting against it. And that's yeah. what I don't understand about the Affordable Care Act, because a lot of people, when you bring it up to them, the people who support Trump and stuff like that, they're like, Obamacare is ruining this country. Yep. Socialism. How? how? Explain <laughs> yeah. to me how. Well, you know, because you get a, because you get free health care. And I'm like, who the fuck is getting free health care? Right. Because right. <laughs> people just don't understand it. I go, do you want to know what this is? What Obamacare actually is? I'm like, if anything, if anybody should be excited about this, it's insurance companies because right. they get more money. It's great yeah, for because them. It, it, I've had it, the argument that, well, it's socialism. No, it's enforced capitalism. Mm. Yeah. And I also – I always bring up too. I go, can you drive your car without insurance? And they're like, right. what do you mean? I'm like, well, you're forced to get insurance, right? It's against the law not to drive a car without insurance. Am I right? Yes. 
Okay, so how is this any different? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right, I and I yeah, I I agree. I agree with you. I think and I think it's just Ray's assessment is correct. It's nowhere near socialism, and I don't think socialism is a bad thing. I don't either. I should not I should be able to go in the doctors, get health care, leave, and not see a bill. That's the yeah. part that I always try and ask people who are arguing against the Affordable Care Act is why should any American citizen have to go into bankruptcy, have to lose their house, have to whatever, just because they have a disease or they're in a major car accident. Well, right. their argument will always be that free health care or government-run health care is worse than a privatized system. That, but that's it's not, the thing though. I hear the most. I, uh, I mean, the, the, the case that we never hear about, though, is the case of um, – it was a story out of Texas. So Texas did not buy into the, the Medicaid part of it. So there was a woman there that had a, an ovarian – growth. And she wasn't very ill, but she knew there was something wrong. So she went and she got um, an ultrasound and they went, yep, there's something there. And she's like, all right, so what do we do about this? And they're like, well, do you have, you know, $35,000? Because that's how much it's going to cost to figure out what kind of cancer it is, treat the cancer. And since you're not sick, we can't do anything. We can't help you because you're not ill right now. And she's like, well, no, I don't have $35,000. And they said, well, come back when you're sick. So <laughs> yeah. She she had a little bit of pain, and it was a manageable tumor size. And if she had gotten health care, it would have been cleared up, but it would have cost around you know thirty grand. When she was a poor woman, she had nothing. She had you know minimum wage job at some fast food joint, and there was just nothing she could do about it. And there was nothing she could do. the The health care system is overloaded in Texas. The Planned Parenthoods have all closed down. Who might have helped her previously? Um, she had no way of getting the care, and ultimately she died because by the time they she could get into the the hospital to see somebody she was really sick and sure. the cancer had spread and it was too late so that's the health care that america has in some states at the moment right and that that that's the advantage of privatized medicine <laughs> i think uh, i think you missed the fact that she should have just pulled herself up by her bootstraps right and uh <laughs> had that job mcdonald's <laughs> But if she had if she had lived in another state, if she had you know been able to afford to move to another state, she could have gotten care and been cured. But because she lived in Texas, she died. Yeah. Well, listen, how? I don't know how great. Like I said, I have a friend from Australia who, and I was talking to him about this, and because they have the uh, free health care over there, mm. and he said that while he, you know, obviously if something catastrophic happens to you, you're going to go to a hospital. They're going to you know fix a broken arm or something like that. But for these long-running problems where you need to get medication and stuff like that, it does take a little bit longer um, mm -hmm. because you have to go to the system. But you do get it, and you don't have to yes. pay for it. So I don't know. People are thinking like just the worst of the worst is going to happen, and there's going to be these clinics, and people you're going to be waiting in line with a fucking while you're having a heart attack. I don't know right, if well, that's what happened. Were they having like some sort of like death death squads or death list? Death panel. Yeah. There was going to be the death, death panel. panel. So that's what – Yes. Um, no, but there, keep in mind, that doesn't triage. mean yeah. uh, you can't go to med school and open up your own practice. And, you know, you don't instantly right. have to work for the government. You can go to a private guy if you want to. It'll cost you a shit ton probably. Um, but you'll still have that option. Right. So yeah, what is my, the fucking aunt, issue? <laughs> I don't know. My, my aunt lives in England and she has um, epilepsy. Not not real bad, but she has petite mal. I think they're called seizures. Right. Sure. And it, it took – Six months to go and get an MRI, but you know, every time she would go, they'd say, "Oh no, somebody um, got in, got in front of you because they have something that's more dire." Right. And she was complaining about it, but 
by the same token, she got in to see and it didn't cost her a penny. And she could have gone the private route, but she had medication and it was under control and she didn't worry about it too much. I would rather that than the one night I spent in the hospital Mm -hmm. when they gave me all these tests and I ended up checking myself out in the morning ran up to fifty five fucking thousand dollars. Wow. With all the tests and the stay and all that stuff like that. For one night. Wow. And that's because I mean that's the whole thing about Obamacare was I guess I should call it Affordable Health Care Act, but that's a mouthful. <laughs> you should. You should call it pa- patient protection plan and the Affordable Health Care Act. Well I you know what I like that it will always be referred to as Obamacare and I know it irritates ah. the fuck out of Republicans. But anyway the- <laughs> No, it's not. They love it. They made it up. They attach that immediate stigma to the plan by calling it Obamacare. So that way, if you're a dummy, like most of the people on this fucking planet, that you hear Obamacare and you're like, oh, it's Obama. It's awful. Well, what is it about? I don't know. It's got his name in it. It must suck. <laughs> yeah, but he owned it, though, eventually. He's like, fine, call it Obamacare. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, you, can't, you, can't fight a, you can't fight a swelling tide like that. I mean, it's just... Right. But the whole reason it was instituted, as far as I believe, was to bring down the cost of healthcare cost eventually. Because what I've noticed is, is that hospitals and doctors, they're not trying to fuck us. They're trying to fuck the insurance company. Yes. And, and I'll tell you this is because when I, uh, for before I got the insurance, I didn't have insurance. And when I would go to the doctor, especially when I would get like, I got a blood test one time. The doctor said, you need a blood test for this, 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 and this. And I'm like, okay, go down to the lab and show them this piece of paper. So I go down to the lab. I show it to them. She's like, okay, you need this. That's 150. You need this. That's 300, blah, blah, blah. I came out to like $800, right? And she's like, okay, it's this much. What's your insurance? I'm like, I don't have insurance. And she goes, oh, you don't have insurance. She goes, she crosses out the 800. She goes, all right, give me 80 bucks. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, yeah. what? I'm, I'm like, okay, fine. So it's all set up to fuck them. But that eventually fucks us if you don't have insurance. Right. So that's why you want to get people on insurance. That is the thing that people don't seem to understand. Right. Well, well it's not so much that they want to, you know, fuck the insurance, you know, as, as it is. It's just they, you know, they, they're aware of how much they can get from each source. You know, it's it to borrow from current events. If you're walking up to some, if you're you know going to surprise someone with a gun, are you going to try to rob Kim Kardashian who's wearing a five million dollar ring? Are you going to su- try to rob this guy who's wearing a hundred dollar wedding band? <laughs> I agree. Point your gun at the Kardashian and cash in. Mm. But insurance companies have deep pockets. People have a very small, finite amount of resources that, they, that the hospital right. can bleed out of them. And they right. know, and they and they know that rather... a person without insurance is most likely not going to pay that astronomical bill. Right. Because right. they can't. But, but they will pay something that's affordable. Right. But the question is, is this actually going to work in the end? Is this going to drive – I mean, it's too early to even say. Is this driving yeah. down costs at all? Are, are hospitals getting more reasonable now? Doubtful. I don't, yeah, that's another thing. I was like, why would they? Yeah. There's got to, there's going to be an adjustment period and then we'll, we'll have to change the Affordable Care Act again to fit the new reality. I mean, the, the, the other thing that the Affordable Care Act did is it said that health and insurance companies cannot be for profit. You cannot make money by providing health care to people. That's, that's no longer allowed. And that is making them adjust their books and change the way that they approach things. And they're renegotiating all of the stuff with the hospitals. Because in a big city, you you can go – there are 10 hospitals. The rates aren't published anywhere. Nobody knows how much it costs for an MRI in, you know, Hospital East versus Hospital West. All that kind of stuff needs to be normalized. Yeah. And it certainly – they don't tell you before – you know, like, hey, no. we're going to do this and it's going to cost you this much. 
Like when I no, went to don't. the doctor and they told me to go, they're like, you need to go to the hospital right now because you're going to die from a heart attack. They're mm-hmm. like, we're calling an ambulance. I was like, no, oh, no, no, no. I know how much <laughs> that's going to be. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. I'll drive myself. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Probably not the safest thing to do, but yeah. Well, granted, I mean, I knew I wasn't having a heart attack, but either way, I wasn't going to blow three grand so they could drive me there. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and God forbid you need a fucking medevac out. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to uh, uh, re-rail the conversation. <laughs> You're going to reel us back in. <laughs> I want to. I want to bring us back to the uh, to the debate that's going on. Apparently, Pence has dedicated his time to an, the Clinton campaign. Is nothing is doing nothing but a insult-driven campaign. They're doing nothing but insulting God. Trump. And that's how they're going to plan to win. They're not giving any facts or any details. They're just insulting Trump. So <laughs> apparently this was uh, retreated by Cossack, who is a, uh, an atheist regular on Twitter. Uh, he said, this actually happened. Kane, Trump said X, Y, and Z, quoting Trump. Pence responded with, listen to the horrible words that are coming out of my opponent's mouth. (laughs) (laughs) That came from your running mate? Wow. Just disregarding the fact that he was quoting your running mate and just saying, look at how (laughs) ugly that is. Cossack also retweeted a, uh, someone might want to tell Pence that while he's whining at the VP debate about it it being an insult-driven campaign, Trump tweeted, and it's it's just a whole host of tweets, Kane looks like an evil uh, criminal out of Batman movies, uh, <laughs> Kane looks like a fool, he's just constant bashing on uh, on Tim Kane. So I it's, it's amazing that they're actually trying to blame the Clinton campaign on, uh, by saying they're doing things that Trump is actually doing. <laughs> I like this one. The debate is subtitled Lying Liar and the Frustrated Guy Trying to Interrupt Him. <laughs> Patton Oswald said, if Mike Pence says vagina, it summons one million basilics. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm curious about this. Uh, one of the things that Trump is t- apparently talking about is... Clinton's ties to Putin. Mm-hmm. So I think they're literally taking everything negative being said about Trump and saying, yeah, I know, that Hillary. <laughs> <laughs> I know you are. What am I? But Yeah, so, wow. so on their website, DonaldJTrump.com, <laughs> they are actually <laughs> saying that Clinton sold out American military technology to Putin as Secretary of State in exchange for Russian money for her foundation. <laughs> they're actually trying to tie her to Putin. Wow. That's impressive. Right. So they, they are, they are taking. You're right. They're taking everything true about Trump and attributing it to her. Wow. Right. Because did, didn't something just come down that said that Trump, the Trump Foundation, is no longer allowed to they, collect money or pretend to be a charity or something like that? They can't like take that? donations yeah. right now in New York State. New York, New York Attorney General said, "Stop it. No more, no more buying paintings of yourself." <laughs> yeah. He bought paintings of himself, for Christ's sake. Who does – oh, wait. Trump does that. Okay. Yeah. Got it. He also <laughs> used the money to pay for uh, uh, legal expenses for when he got sued. Yeah. Outrageous. Uh. Using uh, – he caught – there's an acronym. Other people's money. OPM. Other people's money. Well, it is the Trump Foundation, so he probably thinks it's charity money for him, right? <laughs> <laughs> he hasn't put money uh. into it since 2008. It's really other people's money he's using to pay bills. Is this one Unbelievable. of the? Is this one of the countless private lawsuits against him, or is he still being investigated for 
paying off that attorney general not to investigate him in Florida. Oh, he paid a fine. It was like $2,500. Come on. Are you talking about <laughs> Pam Bondi and how he paid her off with, with a right. donation? Oh, that pisses me off. People are just have no soul. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, and I don't mean in the in the sense that they're going to go to heaven, but just Jesus Christ, man. <laughs> <laughs> have some decent human dignity. Yeah, have some honor. Just have Ooh. some fucking honor in How your life. How is legal charges not being brought up on on that in particular? I don't they, know. She, well, well, she was going to investigate, and she decided not to. The donation to her campaign had nothing to do with that. Right. I forget the the amount that he paid was not. It was a fine to somebody kind of unrelated. He can still be brought up on charges, and there, it will just take too long. Is the problem? You can't. It's not something you do in a month. So, <laughs> I just saw a funny tweet that Pat Oswald retweeted. This tweet is from Hillary Clinton. <laughs> Number of times Trump has tweeted at Rosie O'Donnell, sixty-five times. Number of times Trump has tweeted in support of Mike Pence, twenty-one. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So I don't understand how there were 13 separate uh, investigations on the Benghazi, the, all the Benghazi hearings. There were 13 mm. separate instances of investigations on Hillary. Meanwhile, during W's terms, <laughs> there were 20 instances where terrorists successfully killed people at U.S. embassies. Not one investigation, but apparently that's okay. I, I, the double standard <laughs> here is just right, and nobody it's, it's calls them out on it. Right. Yeah. And even if they do get called out on it, they just will not answer the question. You know what I'm no, saying? They, they will just deflect. go on in a different tangent. No matter how many times you frame it in a question to them, they will twist it around. I can't tell you how many times I've seen somebody bring up Trump's record towards one of his pundits, and the pundit will immediately answer, well, Hillary Clinton did this. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. And they- yeah. Oh, we were watching something last night on CNN. The um, the actual guy that works for CNN was just not letting him get away with it at all. It was glorious. Well, I mean, <laughs> it was, but at the same time, they just kept doing the same thing, the, the evasion, yeah, yeah. evasion, and not really even evading it. I mean, it was point blank question, and you could tell that he was just trying to change the subject. And the guy was yeah. like, no, you're not nope. changing the subject. He's like, no, really, I'm changing the subject? That went on for five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it, Kellyanne Conway didn't. is the queen of this. Yeah. Oh, she's, she's amazing. The, best. the all-star. She can stop not she can talk non-stop for 5 minutes and you just cannot get a word in edgewise and she's not saying anything. She's just rambling on. She's amazing. Is it true that Mike Pence was forcing women to have funerals for miscarriages? What? Is this yeah, a joke? He's trying. Can we can someone fact check this please? <laughs> All right. I know fact checking is new the, the new popular thing to say. <laughs> All right, looking for it. I don't know. Google auto completed, and I'm pretty sure that means <laughs> it's a thing. Uh, so in the meantime, did you hear that? Uh, speaking of facts not mattering whatsoever in the Republican mind, did you see that the RNC published and declared Mike <laughs> Pence the winner of the debate Already? hours before hours before the debate started? <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Amazing. And then immediately pulled it back and... Now, to be fair, they probably have multiple articles. They have more than just the one. This happens a lot. News organizations will write up a couple different articles and they'll have kind of all the base information there that they know is going to happen. And then they change the particulars and then post it. Save some time. It gets it gets the, the ads out quicker. I mean, it gets the, the articles out faster. So while really stupid, yeah... It's probably not that nefarious. <laughs> sure. A hundred percent true, Jared. Are you sitting down? I am sitting down. This is, uh, he signed an abortion bill that, that mandates either a, a burial or cremation 
for aborted fetuses. Oh my god. <sighs> so when Trump gets assassinated... <laughs> right, it's this clown. Wow. Well, It's, it's worse... As yeah. bad, lateral. <laughs> yeah, I would say a, a more lateral evil. <laughs> well, he's more organized. He 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 knows precisely what he wants, and he knows how to get it. And I think he's more dangerous. Honestly, Trump's too erratic. Well, he's just dangerous uh, in a different that, way. But it's they're yeah, they're he, equal. <laughs> yeah, he is dangerous in a way that Kim Jong Un would nuke the planet. So <laughs> God, that's yeah, cremated or interred. Yeah, yeah. But it, it does say, however, that you know the the medical institution performing the abortion was obligated to do it, not the potential parents. Oh, okay. Oh, and the law um, says that fetuses younger than 20 weeks can be created in bunches. Oh. <laughs> oh. Well, that's thoughtful. Yeah. They're not monsters. The bulk rate. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so the mother does not have to attend this at all. She can just hit the road if she wants. Yes. Okay. yes. You're really digging for a silver lining, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of that, have you seen um, out of Poland, there was an article uh, a couple of days ago. So Poland is already a very Catholic country. Sure. And, and abortion is already illegal except for in cases of um, the, the normal rape, incest, and uh, life of the mother. Okay. So but they're attempting to change the law in Poland so that it's always illegal no matter what. You can never get an abortion in Poland. <laughs> Did so, – uh yeah, how'd that strike pan out? Yeah, so all the women in Poland went, huh, going on strike? I don't know. I haven't heard anything since then, but I did hear they were going on strike. I heard that as well. I was pumped. Mm. Yeah, good for them. I heard also that the, the women in Iran were supportive of the U.S. chess champion, and they've been fighting against the hijab for years, just kind of cautiously and anonymously. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Considering that their lives are in danger, they tend to be a little bit careful about it. So all this religious nonsense that people are fighting back. It's just that people need to fight back more. Yeah, way more. Yeah. It, it, again, it's tough because for whatever reason, you know, maybe there's there's less of a central meeting hall. Hmm. They're just the uh, atheists are just harder to organize, it appears. Like you just tell people, uh, look out, I'm going to make this. There's They're doing abortions and you get, you know, tens of thousands of people. That say, you're right, my religion does say that that's not okay. I'm going to go prevent everybody from doing that because my religion is the smartest and the best. And yeah. uh, it's hard to do that in the other direction. But hopefully, you know, like you said, if people keep speaking out, it'll gain some momentum. And I think it is gaining momentum. And I think the, the, the current generation of kids, I mean, you know, I see them on campus every day. They are not putting up with this nonsense. There's just no way. Well, like Bill Maher said, the great thing about being an atheist is that it's really easy to do. It yeah. doesn't require any work whatsoever. <laughs> Our Sundays are free. But I think that's the wrong message, though. What's yeah. that? Yeah. But it does involve some work, though, because it does involve some work, and it should involve some work. It should involve, you know, we, we I had a problem with the administrative assistant in the department I work in. She used to send out uh, – well, she still does it, but now she's kind of modified a little bit because I yelled and screamed and stomped my foot a little bit. Everything had a – for every holiday, she would send out like a chocolate and stuff, which – Whatever, I could give a crap. But um, they often had little um, Bible quotes on them. I'm like, I'm not okay with that part. <laughs> hey, if you want to waste your time, knock yourself out. But don't proselytize to me at work. I'm, I'm not okay with this. Do you guys remember when I posed a question to you about working for Fox News and the $50 million and all that shit like that? Sure. I do. Yep. I was going to revisit that, but you go ahead first. Oh, I'm going to revisit it for you in a, in a little tiny way. Apparently, my selling out point is about $1,000. <laughs> 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 for, 
I have a, a woman whose house I'm trying to sell. And uh, she got somewhat of a, a good deal presented to her. And I was trying to convince her to do it. And she eventually relented. And we were on the phone last night. And she was going on and on. She's very, very religious. And mm. towards the end of the conversation, she said to me, oh, and Jared, God bless you. Mm-hmm. And I, I paused for maybe half a second. But in my mind, it seemed like forever. And I was like, oh, how do you handle this? You could totally blow this fucking deal. Right? <laughs> so instantly I just go, you too. <laughs> and I'll go the phone. <laughs> so just so I can get my $1,000 commission check. So that's my limit, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> yeah. $1,000 You guys, and I'll sell it. Right. And you guys, that's what I was saying. And you guys questioned me at $50 million. <laughs> Five zero million? Uh. Yes. <laughs> well, it, it, past $5 million, it's kind of, you know. A million dollars doesn't go as far as it used to, but well, the offer I remember million, the offer I presented to you, Karen, was fifty million. Was fifty, that's a lot of money. I Over know. Over ten years. Yeah, but ten years. If it wasn't ten years, maybe. But Ian, how did uh, you want to no. re- revisit it? Like, what was your? That's what I well, because we were talking about, um, uh, you know how uh, despicable that that district attorney in Florida was for mm. accepting his bribe for far less than the fifty million dollars <laughs> of imaginary money that I accepted. Far less. Yeah, it wasn't even that much money. It was in the tens of thousands. I mean, yeah. that's not getting you elected. The hell, you are a hoe. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. No honor. All right. Anybody else have you have anything going on currently on the uh, on the debate? Is it still ongoing? I saw that Mike Pence put out a tweet. Yeah, I think it was only an hour long. Right? Probably should have ended. No, it was not ninety minutes. Oh, it was ninety minutes. Yeah, ninety minutes ad free. Whew. So apparently right after it ended, Mike Pence tweeted, history teaches us that weakness arouses evil. America needs to be strong on the world stage. Mike Pence is literally arguing that women should be forced to have children so they can be given to childless couples. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. That was kind of random. I doubt that came up at the debate. Yeah. Supposedly. Is he suggesting that that should be done because the current adoption pool is dry? There's not a single kid out there waiting to be adopted. I mean, traditional media tells me that there aren't many infants available to be adopted. <laughs> well, I'm sorry, but I'm pretty sure there's something about beggars and whether or not they can be choosers. <laughs> Are you calling the infertile beggars? <laughs> so I, I have to mention this. The atheist pig just uh, retweeted something from at the godless fox uh she said what is the deal with the atheists and the animals i don't know but she said An- anonymity is important man she said uh, pence makes me wants to vomit especially when he mentioned that evil cunt mother teresa wow. <laughs> so apparently he mentioned mother teresa in the uh in the debate wow oh yeah, she's uh- i don't like this now so i just went to twitter to check the people i'm following and I guess because I've gone to Donald Trump's page so much and I was checking out Pence, I'm getting some kind of ad from Donald Trump <laughs> who I do not follow. You click on the little down arrow thing and say, I do not like. I do not like. <laughs> I don't see this arrow. What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> there should be one. It, if it's not somebody you're following, you should have an option of making it go away. I can dismiss it, but that's about it. It's, mm. It was paid for by Donald Trump and it's showing up on my fucking feed. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, the USA for Trump 2016 is tweeting, uh, who won the VP debate? It's a poll. I think I'll vote. I've never seen it, but I think I'll vote anyway. <laughs> Cheater. <Oot. laughs> oh, did Tim Kaine, Tim Kaine quoted scripture before he left? That was the last thing he said? No, oh, that's right. We need to talk about t- Tim Kaine for a minute. All right, so he is a Catholic. Oh, sure. 
He is. He's a devout Catholic. He's a devout Catholic. Every Sunday. He's not just a Christmas and Easter Catholic. He is a devout every Sunday Catholic. And yet, and personally, he is uh, pro-life or anti-choice, however you want to say it. Right. Um, But his personal beliefs do not play a role in his political decisions. Political decisions, exactly. He does not push his beliefs on other people. He he separates his politics from his religion. Good on him. Yeah. 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 And he has clearly stated that while in making any big decision, he might take it into account in his in his process. I mean, it affects his morals. So obviously his religion's going to be taken into account. But he specifically stated that he has no right to force his morals, whether they come from the Bible or not, onto other people. So, ah, that's refreshing. Yeah, exactly. That's a shame. It's such a minority, but I'm like, how does that happen? Well, it's how does mi- that amount of reason creep into someone like that? Mm. I think I think it's a it's a minority for politicians, but I think most I don't want to say most a lot of people are good people, and that's the way they think, and that's the way they believe. You know, the media and the current politicians and the goddamn fundamentalists make it sound like it's a lot higher percentage of people than it actually is. Stephen Colbert's a big Catholic, known, right? Yeah, exactly. There are lots of people that are religious and have no intention of pushing their religion on anybody else. I know a lot of them. So a really sad tweet that I just saw about this is says that mm. one of the people on this stage believes gay people should be converted to heterosexuality and we've not had one question about LGBT rights the whole debate. Oh, mm. they didn't talk about it at all? I guess not. Damn. Damn it, Tim. Well. You missed your chance. Sometimes it's hard to bring things up, but... Yeah. Yeah, that should have been brought up. I found it amusing. The American atheist just retweeted, uh, question, how will you unify the country, Trump? Quote, one people under God. That's a divisive oh. statement. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> uh, so yeah. I do have on profaneargument.com, I, if I didn't mention it before, there is a link to electoralvote.com. It is one of these uh, conglomeration poll of polls kind of thing where they show current standings on surveys that have been done in uh, broken down by the electoral vote. The numbers are looking better more recently. I don't know what the effect is going to be from the vice presidential debate, but right now they have Democrat, uh, so it would be Hillary, has 323 electoral votes, and Trump has 215. Also, there has been a shift in the senatorial race, uh, there are a few Senate seats that are up for election as well. I've seen it as low as 49 Democrat, 51 Republican. However, right now it's 51 Democrat, 48 Republican, one tie. Mm. Ooh. So it is looking better, but yeah. Um, yeah. It's promising. It's still really, really close. Yeah. yeah. Too close. Yeah. I, it's amazing to me the, the swing that it took after um, the, the presidential debate. I mean, that's a lot of people change their minds. And I'm glad. And hopefully they won't turn back. But damn, well, weren't you paying uh, I, attention? I, even though we never did get into our vice presidential uh, conversation about oh, the debates. Right. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to get into it now because we've been running too long. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Depending on how tonight went, things could change, in my opinion. I, I have to watch it. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I got to watch it. I, uh, I don't know. I, I think the vice presidential debate is does not have as much importance. By far. Well, that is true, and I know we're we're not going to get into it. <laughs> last the the last, uh, I mean, when Obama was running, he had a poor debate, and then the the second debate was vice presidential. Mm. That gave a huge swing back. 
when uh, when Biden came in and was so energetic. So I I can't say that there there's zero net result, but right. The last two, especially the one with with Ryan and Biden, and the one with Biden and uh, Sarah Palin, yeah, <laughs> which really solidified her stupidity in, in America's <laughs> eyes. So those two were important. I would say before that, I don't even think there were debates before that. It's, uh, they <laughs> yeah, they were. don't always do a VP debate, right? I think they it have might- for maybe not every time, but it, there there have been on several. Yeah, for sure. I, I think we were talking specifically about Quail <laughs> and. Mm. Admiral Crazy Pants and uh, <laughs> was it Gore or was it or was this when uh, Dukakis was losing? Oh, I don't remember. What, which one are you referring to? The the you're no the, you're no the, you're the no year, Jack Kennedy. <laughs> yeah, the year yeah the year we had um, that was yeah that was Dukakis. No 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 wait yeah when was that? Yeah. You know what the sad thing is? I hmm? couldn't tell you who Kerry's VP guy was, and I don't think I can tell you who was Gore's VP pick. Did they run for office? <laughs> he had to have somebody, right? Right. I don't remember. No. Who? Gore? Was Gore's VP Kerry? <laughs> uh, oh, maybe. Uh, Edwards? I don't Ed- know. No, what? Edwards was... It was Edwards, wasn't it? Was it John Edwards? Or was John Edwards Kerry's pick? I think he was Kerry's pick. I was trying maybe. to find the list so that I could... But I can tell you that since 1976, every presidential election has featured a series of vice presidential debates. Oh, okay. <laughs> I For some reason, I thought when uh, when Palin and Biden did it, that's, I, I could have sworn I heard something that they didn't do it. Or maybe they're just not as a big deal before, up yeah. to that point. Yeah, maybe it was just on on one network. It was, you know, on PBS instead of being on all the freaking networks. I think people considered it like watching C-SPAN. It was just boring. (laughs) Right. It was Joe Lieberman. Oh, Joe Lieberman. That's right. (laughs) Shit, how could I have forgotten that? I don't know how anybody could forget that. Now that I've looked at it, I'm like, are you kidding me? Joe Lieberman was a viable candidate for something? Oh, Lieberman, I miss you. I don't. He fucking switched sides. He's an asshole. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Lieberman versus Cheney. Right. Oh, Cheney. He's not human. Right. (laughs) He had a distinct advantage. (laughs) Yeah. So Edwards was Kerry's VP pick, right? Um, That is a fair question. Edwards and John Kerry and John Edwards. Yes. Yes. Okay. All right. Shelf this one for next week. (laughs) Yes. So maybe we'll get onto the Amish next week. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe they'll get the freaking trees out of our front yard. (laughs) (laughs) We're not talking about those homies. Okay. If anybody has any questions or comments, they can feel free to go to profaneargument.com and leave them there on the discuss feature. And you can also uh, go to profaneargument.com to look at some different voting things. There's some atheist voter sites, secular values, that sort of thing, as well as the electoral vote link. Um, I'd also like to encourage anyone who's looking for any other podcast to visit soon to be named network.com where you can check out other podcasts that exist on, on that site. If you are interested in listening to Jared, Ian, or myself, uh, we are on other podcasts on that site. Okay. So I just want to thank everyone for listening. And until next time, I am Ray. I'm Karen. I'm Jared. This is Ian. Thank you. Good night. And may your God go with you.